Okay, hello, welcome to episode 246 of Sack Kings Therapy. We are coming to you right after the Kings beat the Lakers on their home floor, 134 to 120. They abs well, they after the third quarter, um, basically, they blew the game open. But before that, it was a very back and forth game. But the Kings ultimately um basically come back from that awful loss to uh the Hornets and you know come out strong and have a good showing. What do you say, Fong? Oh yeah. I mean, like I always say, when we beat LA, it's always a it's always a positive. Unfortunately, I don't think did, did they put up the uh Laker Exodus cam? They did, do you know? Lakers Exodus cam? I don't recall uh seeing it. Why? Well, I was just wondering because they they do that at at the at any game where basically the Kings are beating the Lakers and you know Lakers fans they decide to leave a little early. I don't know if they showed it on TV is what I mean. They might have showed it on the monitor, but I didn't see it, so who knows? But yeah, uh, the Laker or Lakers lose to the Kings in the Golden One Center again. The game started out very very tight for the most part, um, very very tight back and forth no one really getting any momentum the kings got a bit of momentum towards the end of the second quarter and then in, but in the third quarter it was again kind of really back and forth they tied a few times they you know the kings mostly led but when lebron james went to the bench things kind of fell apart because in this game austin reeves wasn't playing westbrook wasn't playing and of course they don't have any davis and as much as we ridicule russell westbrook for some of his shenanigans he is a he is a legitimate playmaker, a shot creator for for the Lakers. And without LeBron James out there, they just had no one who can truly playmake. Like Dennis Schroeder ain't gonna get it done. Yeah, I, I remember when you mentioned that, and just seeing the Lakers uh, how they run their offense. Yeah, it, it was ugly. <laughs> it was probably uglier than like last year's uh, Kings, where you know we had absolutely no sort of game plan other than just to iso and you know no shade to these guys like troy brown juniors he's not good kendrick nunn i don't know what happened to him he's not good over six could not make a shot the whole mm -hmm. night plus six though good for him mm -hmm. um but like yeah and then patrick beverly like he's known for just doing the two small thing which he did do with this game against kevin herter and again down 17 <laughs> but you know, like they don't have any shot creators when Westbrook isn't out there. And, you know, without another actual first option in AD, the Kings kind of just outclassed them. And even though it wasn't the prettiest at times. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to smooth things out. And, you know, we'll figure things out, I'm pretty sure. Sorry if you guys can hear the beep. I just got an Apple Watch and I am figuring things out right now. So mm. sorry if you keep keep hearing that beep. But uh, yeah, even even then, Austin Reeves didn't didn't play this game. So that's another kind of playmaker you just didn't have uh, for the Lakers. And again, the the Kings, plenty of playmakers out there. Like you have Kevin Herter who can you know put the ball on the floor. You have you know guys like Malik Monk, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis. And on the other side, you just have LeBron James. And LeBron actually had a good game, but it just wasn't enough to kind of, to you know, actually be able to beat the Kings. Yeah, he would have to have played mostly full time if he were to have a chance, I would say. And uh, 
Yeah, he he only played 34 minutes, so I mean, which is very low. That's basically like 20 minutes for most people. So, oh yeah, and, and like here's the thing about LeBron minutes. LeBron, there are just times he just stops trying. It looks like, <laughs> like there, like you can tell LeBron has given up when he literally in the fourth quarter, like was just telling guys to switch on to his man so he doesn't have to move. It's actually really funny to look at. And that's when you just know he's kind of given up. He's just like, yeah, I'm not wasting my energy on this shit. I'm I'm saving my energy for the offense. And if the game is close, maybe I'll try. Yeah, I mean, the only thing he tries on is, you know, offense. And on defense, you, you literally only see him standing in one corner and hoping the rest of the team, you know, fixes his problem. So, yeah, good for us, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a lot of talk about uh, the Lakers. Let's talk about some Kings. Uh, we are sack Kings therapy after all. Sabonis. We got to start with him. It's 13 points, 21 rebounds, and 12 assists. If he gets gets his triple double. Absolute pure insanity in terms of just rebounding numbers. And again, was the hub of the offense. Only had eight shots. He was four for eight from the field, but it felt like he controlled the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of I mean, most of the assists is you know just him making playmaking and doing well with us. So, I mean, he does what he, we want him to do really. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's the hub of the offense, the center of the universe, like for the Kings. And, you know, as much love as De'Aaron is getting, I think Sabonis needs way more love. He is the, he is the best player on this team. Like mm-hmm. sure. De'Aaron is the one that takes us to the next level, but like Sabonis lays all the groundwork for the Kings of success. And mm-hmm. yeah, again, four, only took eight shots, but dominated the game. Mm. Oh yeah. Harrison Barnes, eight for 15. and never felt like he took that many shots, but this game we got aggressive Harrison and, you know, we, and also eight rebounds and it was just an overall good game for him. Any time he scores more than 20 points, usually a good thing for the Kings, even though, you know, eight for 15, which is still over 50%. But hey, 20 points, was aggressive. He did his thing. And, you know, guarded LeBron pretty well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only uh, bad thing about him is just hitting one for free from free throw. And, you know, I mean, overall, as a team, way better than uh, the Hornets game in terms of uh, free throw percentage. Yes. Uh, Like, he missed some free throws, but everyone else made theirs. So, you know, it's it's all good. Uh, Keegan Murray... Essentially, it almost exclusively shot threes and exclusively made threes almost. He had he was seven for 17, six for 12 from three. So he's finding his groove like he is absolutely deadly from out there. And, you know, I think he's busted through the slump now. Oh, yeah. It felt to be honest, it feels like he always plays well at home. Uh, I mean, there's a good role game here and there, but it feels like he always shows up when he's at home and, you know, ties his career high tonight. Oh, is it his career high? 23? Or he ties it. Really? His he, career high is 23. A, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be higher, honestly. Yeah, I, I was hoping that he uh, hit his uh, career high this game. But, you know, he did what he did and, you know, contributed in his own way. Uh, okay, let's move on to De'Aaron. De'Aaron got ejected in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He ended up, he basically, it was a really bad no call. Like, Patrick Beverly, like, you know, slaps him across the wrist. He loses the ball while LeBron hits him on the head. No call. He kind of loses his shit, gets ejected. Uh, and to make matters worse, Kevin Herter um, commits a clear path foul. So I believe it's one free throw. 
I forgot how that worked. I, I don't, did he get a technical? I don't remember, but basically it ended up with four free throws for the Lakers and yeah, the King. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Herter also got a tech as well. I think it was his first, then De'Aaron, and then another De'Aaron tech. And then that's when the rest had to, you know, check for uh, the queer path. Yes, yeah, so that was when things looked a bit shaky. The Kings were up 16. The, the Lakers get four free throws. They end up making three. Dennis Schroeder misses one of them. And it, the and they get a stop, and Kevin Herter hits a three, and Harrison Barnes then hits a three. And that was basically the game. You know, they responded strong. I, I was getting a little bit antsy because, you know, like Kings just came off again, a terrible loss against against the Hornets. You know, the, your my confidence in the team had been shaken a little bit, but hey, they punched back and they finished off the Kings or the Kings, the Lakers, and went for the kill. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and this is De'Aaron's second ejection, I believe. This just this season, I don't remember him having any ejections uh, prior to this. Okay, so I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the play-by-play. So it's a clear path foul, two free throws, I believe, and then mm. two technicals. No mention of uh, Kevin Herter technical. Oh, okay then. <laughs> so I so I guess a clear path foul was two free throws. Interesting. I thought it was one, but I, I don't know anymore. Um. It, anyways, yeah, t- really bad. Uh, like of De'Aaron to kind of lose his shit. I get why he did it. You know, I'm not blaming him for it, but. At the same time, like your team need your team kind of needed you there. And luckily, you know, they were able to wet a storm. But I, you know, you gotta keep your cool. And also on the other end, the refs need to give De'Aaron some respect. He gets foul, he gets fouled so much. And you know, also Sabonis. Sabonis got hit so much, but like didn't get calls. And is you know, the, the refs gotta show some respect to the kids at some point at the in the season. It's already a quarter, it's almost halfway through the season, right? Like a quarter of the way. Mm-hmm. At some point, they gotta show some love to Sabonis. Oh, yeah. I mean, sooner or later we'll see it, and hopefully we get more free throws from that. Uh Kevin Herter, um, we, we mentioned had a really good game. Now, didn't shoot great from three, three for seven, but he got inside and I always say about him, very, very tricky and like skilled finisher with floaters and just anytime he gets around the rim, like it's weird how he finishes, but he it feels like he always makes it. He has really like underrated touch around the rim. Oh, yeah, I would love to see him more. And, you know, I also hit some freeze. So good for him. And also five for five from the free throw. Line. Oh, yeah, that's that's the most important part, because I don't remember what he had the last game, but over two. Yeah, it, it it was the biggest. It, that was kind of where the game got away to, unfortunately. Oh gosh, you just reminded me of that <laughs> one play. Jeez. Uh. Oh, believe me, it's seared into my brain. But yeah, yeah. After after that, the Kings shot apparently in practice. Uh, James Ham, like all the uh, all the um, beat writers tweeted out, they were shooting a lot of free throws. Even the assistant coaches got into it. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, so Mike Mike Brown knows what's going on. Speaking of which, apparently they had they had a film session today, and um, Malik Monk when he was getting interviewed was a bit on the salty end. Like it was a rough uh, film session from James, from the way James Ham described it. Mm. I, you know, I something that the Mike Brown might have said or something. Probably like the entire coaching staff just calling out like you know you know this also you know with with the free throws and also like they played awful defense last game i imagine that got pointed out and mm. you know it, it was tense 
And yeah, I mean, you need you need a sort of reality check and you need someone to hammer that point in as well. Even if the players might know it, you, you need the coaches to know how to reinforce it in a certain way where you, you know, you don't lose the guy. And again, the guy, you know, the Kings, they came out strong. They won this game and, you know, they had moments where it, they looked like they were going to blow the game, but they came back instead mm-hmm. of just falling apart. Oh, yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about the uh, bench. Trey Lyles played. I thought he was fine during his uh, during his stint. I don't love the way he just quick triggers three sometimes, but hey, sometimes it goes in. Whatever. Uh, da- Davion really good, de- really good defense this game, and you know took a lot of charges. And also forgot to mention Keegan took a lot of charges as well. But Davion getting a bit more respect from the uh, from the officials. Plus twenty two. Mm, oh yeah. What you would call it? Yeah, it's great that he's getting a lot more charge calls. And you know, I don't think I remember uh, the last time he, you know, got a blocking foul from one. To be honest, yeah, uh, like you, you know, it's sometimes it's just he's going to get unlucky with those. But he's been really good at getting in front and just drawing the charge lately. You know, mm. he's and again, like you know, we talk about De'Aaron not getting a lot of respect. Davion, I feel, doesn't get enough respect for some of his like defensive plays, like the char- block charge stuff. But now he's getting a little bit more love from the refs. Oh, yeah. Maybe Mike Brown taught him something that uh, we didn't know. Uh, Namias Keita. Now, not the – well, actually a really good stint from him. 11 minutes, 5 for 5 from the field, uh, ten, 10 for 10 points. Ba- basically exclusively dunked, <laughs> um, ba- basically. And, uh, yeah, he was just playing with a lot of energy out there. Now – you know, he he had some kind of rookie mistakes, some young some young guy mistakes, like you know, don't not keeping your hands up or like just you know uh, jumping too early. But hey, played with a lot of energy, and you know he he's gonna get more comfortable. He did look a little jittery to me though, like his mm-hmm. hands didn't feel as clean as they could be. Like there was a play where he got the rebound, and you know he ended up put putting it back with a powerful dunk. But you know to nitpick a little bit. He kind of like took a little too long to dunk it for my liking, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a little on the slower side. I mean, I didn't notice it at first, but yeah, he's I mean, he's a he's a big guy. He, he's bound to be slow. But uh, other than that, I mean, I guess his hands do need some work. But I mean, it's not as bad as uh, what we've seen from uh uh, Thomas Bryan, Thomas Bryan, Damian Jones, Troy. yeah, yeah, like it's just I, I don't I don't know I just feel like he he's just a little jittery because I've seen him play he has good hands and mm-hmm. you know as I, I guess he's just a little nervous and just you know I think he'll get more comfortable as time goes on and you know his teammates will learn like him and what one of the guy and one of the guys that kept like fighting him Malik Monk only two points this game six assists. Yeah, I mean, that's the key <laughs> stat line for him. He always finds the right guy and makes the right passes, too, which is pretty crazy to see. Yeah, the, the, again, like, I'll mention this again. Like, I thought he was going to have, like, a connection with uh, Rashawn off the bench, like, as a bench mop, like, type thing. Because, like, you know, um, Rashawn is a pick-and-roll pick and roll big. And mm-hmm. just, you know, I thought he would be one of those guys that could actually – you know, really benefit from having Malik like as a kind of a not a budget Tyrese, but like a Tyrese light in terms of just like that pick and roll combo. But it had it just hasn't worked between the two. But Malik can pass mm-hmm. like he he is kind of the like designated kind of like pick and roll lob guy on this team. And yeah, he found Kata just throughout the game. And you know, 
even though he didn't score much was was you know make no mistake very effective oh yeah definitely works better with um you know having Sabonis on the floor as well yeah but you know unfortunately Kata and Sabonis will probably never play together even though I kind of want to see it mm-hmm. all right overall just a, a really good game uh, granted against a very depleted Lakers team let, let's not let's not like make crazy statements of like oh the Kings are back on track this is step one like you know they they got they still got work to do like the defense was swiss cheese for a lot of the game but you know when they needed to turn it on and you know like put put the lakers down they did just that but you know let's not get too excited just yet they got a lot of work to do Mm -hmm. and the next game on friday is gonna be against washington so i don't know i have a i have a kind of iffy feeling about that game not gonna lie i believe it's a back to back for the uh for the for washington i think they're going to utah tomorrow if i remember right Mm, let me check real quick well yeah either way like washington actually beat the suns which is funny um so like they're coming off a little bit of momentum uh you know don't underestimate them i'll just say like you're the kings i know you've been better this year you are never allowed to say you know it's a it's you can take this game easy Every game is hard for the Kings, and you got to bring it. Oh, yeah. Got to earn it. So, yeah, Washington will play tomorrow against Utah, then the Kings on Friday. Yeah, so they're going to come in a bit, probably a bit wonky. Like, don't let them get comfortable. That's what you did against the Hornets, and you just, like, they have Bradley Beal. They have (laughs) any odd. Kristaps Porzingis. There we go. He's on the team. Uh, He's on the team, and... uh, Kyle Kuzma. There we go. Kyle Kuzma's good. Yeah. Kyle Rui. Is he injured? I don't feel like I've seen I, Ah, geez. Now that you mention it. Was was this the season where he had a huge... No, it was last season where he had like a huge break. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think he's been fine this season, although I haven't heard much about him. But the point is, somebody can go off. Don't let them get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, before we go, this is going to be a short episode just because uh, I, your boy needs to work um, tomorrow, so mm-hmm. can't can't uh, can't go on for too long. Um, so uh, just to, some quick things to kind of just quickly go over. Uh, Thinking basketball, one of my favorite channels, uh, did a video on Kevin Herter, uh, like specifically on Kevin Herter, and just talking about how he has the potential to be a much better player. You know, if you just give him more volume and more on-ball reps. So I thought it was really interesting. You know, take take a look when you guys have a chance. It's on his more thinking basketball channel. It's not actually on his main channel, but you know, just, just to type in thinking basketball, I think you'll find it. Really good video, really just like gives a lot of insight on just basketball in general. I love that channel. And you know, the Kings are good, so they're getting a, a little bit of love, like from the from you know the national media. And hey. We might be getting something from B-Ball Breakdown soon because I tweeted at him. Yes, your boy tweeted at B-Ball Breakdown, although the tweet didn't get that much, that many likes. So I, I don't know, but oh. it, well, well, you know, maybe stay tuned for that. Who knows? Oh. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, we about to say, say oh, something. No. I was gonna say my infamous words. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. Okay. All right. Let, let's close in on this. Uh, so today it was announced that the Knicks were fined for tampering. Uh, regarding the Jalen Brunson situation. I'll be honest, I don't know the specifics. I don't know if they actually released specifics, the specifics, but apparently it wasn't related to uh, Rake Brunson, even though 
you hire the dude's dad onto your onto the organization like how is that not related but mm-hmm. um anyway so they were fined uh $25,000 i believe I don't actually don't have the amount and also uh you know to really really punish them and really hammer home that you should never be tampering they lose their 2025 second round pick Bob, yeah. what are they going to do without their 2025 second round pick is it over for the king for the Knicks? <laughs> sure <laughs> sure it's, it's like a slap in the wrist to be honest i think amino hassan puts it like this is a the perfect way to describe it. The tampering rules are the speeding, the speed limits of the NBA. Mm. You, you know, like everybody goes over the speed limit for the most part. Now, I know there are some sections in the country where you cannot go over the speed limit. But for in general, if you're going down I-5 on Sacramento, if you're going on 99, and it says 65 on the speed limit, everyone's going above it. <laughs> That's just how it works, unfortunately. <laughs> like that. So my the point is, Everyone in the league tampers. They they may cause the agents. They you know you know they talk to players. This stuff happens, and the fact that you know they're actually like trying to essentially hunt for these things, like finding guys for this, but then the punishment is so light. It's like, what is the point? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I would want to say, like. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work by a first round, but that's that's I feel like that's too much. <laughs> like that's too harsh, in my opinion. Maybe more money, like fines. I don't know. Just so you know, uh, when the Minnesota Timberwolves tampered with uh Joe Smith, they well, like basically what happened was they were gonna give uh Joe Smith, I believe, two or three minimum contracts. And then, like, once the third contract, th- the, once that last minimum contract is over, they were going to give him an $80 million contract. So, so, like, they actually had an agreement in writing to do that. And David Stern took away five draft picks. First oh. round. First rounders. Well, okay. Yeah, That's five <laughs> first round picks. Now, they ended up giving giving one of them back because David Stern realized, holy shit, that's rough. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying take away, like, four draft picks, but there's a middle ground between a 2025 second-round pick and, you know, and you know four first-round picks. Maybe one pick. I, even though I do think, like, a first-round pick is a little much. Honestly, my suggestion is just don't worry about it. It's not, it's not a problem, I don't think. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I see what you mean, but... I mean, I still think they should be fine with something, just not just a second rounder, though. Yeah, it should be probably a little bit more, maybe two second rounders. You know? <laughs> okay, that that will teach them. Like, oh you know, no, yeah, that will teach them. But like, here's the here's the reality. Like, it what's a, like what was I trying to say? The reason why tampering rules are there is because like teams are scared of players basically being lure being like they're basically scared of other teams going after their players Hmm. but putting in tampering rules does not stop that because the ultimately the root problem that's actually causing players to leave teams is because the organization is shit they can't put a team together you know to you know fulfill that players need to win Hmm. that's what causes these players to leave and 
it, it unfortunately this will just never happen. The the team's got to take a good look at themselves and say, you know what? That's all me. Uh, how about this? Whatever round or white pick in that first round is, and you tamper, you automatically go to the thirtieth pick. You you get yeah. set back. You know what? That's actually really good. I actually really like that style. Yeah, you just get down to the thirtieth pick. Hey, it, hey, you know what? Like, if you're really good at drafting, you'll be able to find some sort of useful player at number thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh you know? yeah. Like you don't fully punish them, but you do. You, there is a punishment there, but you know it's not like straight up unfair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, we'll see what uh, what you want to call it. Adam Silver does because. I mean, it's not the David Stern era anymore. It's uh, the Adam Silver. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if like there's just something else. You know, this is definitely going to stop the Knicks from tampering ever again. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I just thought I just thought it was funny. Um, it's it, it's a it's an interesting topic, and you know, hopefully, maybe one day we'll be involved in tampering talks too. When we get a big free agent, mm. oh, we shall see. Okay. All right. Sorry for the. Sh- if you guys like the long form episodes, uh, sorry for today. Again, I have work. Um, you just have to sleep a little early today, so this, this won't. This is not a long episode. But next episode should be a little bit of a longer one. So stay tuned for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, do you have anything else you want to quickly go over? Mm, not that I know of. Other than hopefully we get the W against the Wizards. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this one. And as Fong said, hopefully we get the W against the Wizards. Hopefully we come to you after we light the beam uh, against the Wizards. Uh, Yep. And we'll see you guys later.